Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. It's funny, you can have you can go through the same situation, the same event, the same job, the same, the same church, the same uh 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 whatever, the same event. It's two people, but get two different interpretations of what's going on. One one person goes and, and works out at the gym and, and they experience the pain of working out and they get geeked from it, like, ooh, no pain, no gain. Yeah, I'm pumped up now. My muscles, you know, I, they can see their muscles ripping, and they know when the muscles ripping, they come back together and get bigger, and they like, yeah, and they go to the gym, they want some more. Give me some more, give me some more. Thank you, sir. Now I have another. <laughs> then you take the other person, go to the same gym, the same train, the same folk, and they walk out in pain, they madly moody, like, I ain't never going back there again. That man trying to kill me. <laughs> same, same situation with two different experiences and see life is largely about 99% most of about how do we interpret our sensations from these experiences that's how two different people can be in the same place and experience two different things because their senses are, are, are tuned in to two different things that's how people can hear the same message and get two different things. Like, well, that ain't what I heard. Well, that ain't what I heard. Because their senses are tuned in to two different things. And that's how frustration comes about. Because what may frustrate Brother Darrell might not frustrate me. And vice versa. Because we got two different ways of looking at that same situation. And it, and it starts to, to, to gnaw at us. Amen. Amen. See, a lot of times what, what we end up doing is we get so frustrated that, that we end up just quitting and giving up. And, and, and that's what today I want to talk about, how, how we really going to do something that may seem very counterintuitive to, to, to your thought process. But we're going to make friends with our frustration. I know that sounds crazy, but stay with me to, to, to the end. I promise it's going to make sense. Because you're like, I'm going to leave this church. I'm going to make friends my frustration. The devil is a lie. Get behind me. Don't curse your pastor right now until you, until you hear the whole message. Amen. Well, can, 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 I get you, can I get you to just stay with me to the end? Amen. Turn to Corinthians. Oh, what is it? Second Corinthians. I'm sorry. Yeah, second. I forgot it's two of them, so I got to tell you which one, right? Second Corinthians chapter chapter uh, 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to look at somebody who's frustrated. And we're going to learn how not to be frustrated by becoming friends with the frustration. I know that's so counterintuitive, but guess what? It's, uh, most of the things in the kingdom are counterintuitive. Most of the things of God are counterintuitive. I mean, it goes against what you would think. You know, the kingdom says give in order to receive. That's counterintuitive to the world. The world says you got to keep in order to have. Amen? So, so 
when you hear something that's counterintuitive, don't always reject it because it may be what you need to be set free. Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Let's look at verse. Let's look at verse five, starting in verse five. And it says, on behalf of this man, I'm reading out of English Standard Version. It says, on behalf of this man, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. Though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool. Paul saying, this is Paul, Apostle Paul talking, he's saying, now if I wanted to boast, I could, because you know, there's a lot of stuff I done done. You know, I got, I really got it going on, but I'm not here to boast about that, amen? I feel like Paul sometimes. <laughs> he says, for I would be speaking the truth. See, he's telling you, I'd be speaking the truth. He says, but I refrain from it so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh. A messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. See right there, you already should still see right there how even becoming friends with your frustration. Because Paul says even... I'll I, I deal with the hardships and the calamities and the turmoils and all that. He said, because when I'm weak, yes, yes. I'm strong. Yes. <laughs> Another counterintuitive thought. How is it that you can be weak and strong at the same time? That, that's very counterintuitive. But see, a lot of times what we, what we don't realize is that, that in, the, in the midst of our frustration, a lot of times is our faith. What do I mean by that? Let, let's, let's make it a little simple and plain. Say, for instance, you know, the ones, the ones of us who have children or had children, and, and you get frustrated helping them with their homework and whatever. Well, guess what? The only reason you're getting frustrated is because you're helping. Or you get frustrated every morning you got to get up and go to work and, and complain about going to work. Well, you're frustrated because you going to work. Yeah. There, there's something you're doing. You, you get frustrated because you're trying to eat healthy and, and, and do right. And it's frustrating because I want to eat this, but I can't eat that. But you're getting frustrated because you eating healthy because you're doing it. See, sometimes the most faithful people are the most frustrated people. What do I mean? Uh -huh. The most faithful people sometimes are the most frustrated people. Why? Because they stuck to it. You going to work every day. You sticking to it. You don't want to. You don't feel like it. So it's frustrating. But the only reason it's frustrating is because you going. You're sticking to it. You got the faithfulness. You got the integrity. You got the character to do it. Sometimes the most faithful people are the most frustrated. 
See, frustration is the indication sometimes of your faithfulness. It means that you're engaged in what you're doing. It means that you're connected to what you're doing. Guess what? If you stay home and laid in the bed and, and then go to work, you wouldn't be frustrated with your job. Now, you might be frustrated with them lights getting cut off because you ain't got no money to pay the bill, but you wouldn't be frustrated with jobs no more because you're not doing it. You're not engaged in it. Amen? Amen. Amen. And see, Paul here, he lists out. In, in, in the books of Corinthians, in the letters of Corinthians, he lists out all his frustrations. He has frustrations with the people of the church. He has frustrations with the church not giving the way they're supposed to. He has frustrations with the folks acting all in these sexual rebellion, and even inside the church. That's a whole other message. But he, he he's talking about all these frustrations that he has. And he lists them out. One by one. He lists them all out. But when he gets to the one thing that's frustrating him the most, he do like most of us. He starts speaking in code. See, there's a lot of us got frustrations that we have in our life right now, but we would never, ever admit it to anybody around. Why? Because like Paul here, I believe it, it would bring some type of ridicule, or, or we think anyway, or some type of embarrassment, or some type of you know low self-esteem type feeling. And that's why Paul sits there and he calls this thing a thorn. He says, I got this frustration. I mean, it's like a thorn in my sight. It's like a thorn. And now and then it's funny now, Paul was a was an educated man. So he could have named what that frustration really was if he really wanted us to know. But but I don't believe he wanted us to know. Cause I believe like I imagine him sitting there writing this letter and he probably wrote down what that frustration really was. But then he, he went back and said, No, nah, I don't need them to know that about me, because when I show up, they won't respect me if they know this about me. And I let me Erase that. Let me get a new piece of parchment paper. Let me just write thorn. And then God, I believe, don't want us to know either because I believe that God would have forced the hand of Paul and said, no, Paul, since I'm inspiring you to write this, you're going to tell the people what this thorn is. And theologians have been speculated over the years that, that it was some kind of physical issue, that it was some kind of health issue, that it was that it was some kind of mental issue. Some people even stretch it far to say you were dealing with, with some kind of sexual or homosexual issue. They, they, they theorized all kind of stuff. But see, my thing is this. I think God and Paul left it the way he did for a reason. First of all, he called it a thorn. A thorn is very small. Yes, very small, but it was causing him a lot of pain. Yes. What is very small in your life? What is that little frustrating thing in your life? Start bringing it to your mind right now. What is that little frustrating thing that you don't want nobody to know about? You know, that, that, that thing you're speaking cold about. The cold, what I'm saying is when people are asking you something, you say, I'm, I'm tired, I'm frustrated, I'm a, I'm a little upset. How you doing? I'm, I'm just getting through. And, that, and that's cold for, for really hiding what your thorn is. Because you don't want to tell them what the true thing is because they might look at you a little different. So Paul calls it a thorn, but even though it's a thorn, it's causing him what? Great pain. Great pain. But I think God didn't want us to know what that thorn was. Why? Because we as, you know, our holier than thou selves, if, we had, if Paul had said, well, my, my thorn was depression. 
So then we know it was listed as something. So we're like, well, I don't deal with depression, so I'm better than that. You know what I'm So when we know somebody else's issue, we can now start saying we better than that. So Paul said, no, it's just a thorn. So that way he can say, you got one, you got one, you got one, you got one. So guess what? Like he said, it keeps me from being conceited. I can't say, oh, why you can't deal with your money better than that? When at the same time, I, I'm tempted by every skirt that walk past. See, you see, see, that's how we want to judge different things, but but you dealing with something just like they dealing with something. Everybody got a thorn, whether you want to admit it or not. I know some of y'all can hear say, I ain't frustrated with nothing. See, that's what you're frustrated with lying, because that's what you're doing right now. Because, see, everybody got something. Well, I take that back. If you're not frustrated, then you must be a ghost, and we need to see, you know, because because that means you don't went on the glory. Because that means that's that's the true peace, amen. That's why they tell you to rest in what peace, amen. So so everybody got something, and right now I'm hoping I'm trying to stir up that thing, not to make you frustrated while you're in church. Cause you're like, why the pastor made me come to church and gonna make me think about my frustration? I'm trying to let that thing go. Well, you gotta think about it because that's that's how we gonna let it go, amen. That thorn that you got to deal with it. Amen. See, see, the thing is, Paul Paul didn't want us to disassociate from any kind of problem because, see, we as Christians, we love lists. We love lists because that way we can whether find ourselves on that list or not. Well, I don't do this and I don't do that and I don't do... Just like the um, rich young... Thank you, God. Just like the rich young ruler did. If y'all want a story, just Google the rich young ruler and he'll tell you. But, but he came to Christ and he was like, Christ, I keep all the commandments. I do everything. I don't have no frustration at all. I'm, 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 I'm good. So Christ being who he was, he said, okay, hmm, you keep all the commandments. Okay, you're not frustrated with nothing. Okay, give up all your money. Give it all. And the scripture says that, that when he heard it, his, his countenance changed. I mean, his face changed. He looked at, he looked at Jesus probably with the stained face like, is you crazy? You done lost your man. It says confidence change. He found his frustration. He found that thorn in his side. See, everybody got one, whether they want to admit it or not. But they start speaking in cold. They, they, you know, I'm not. But see, like Paul, Paul said, you know what? I, I, I'm trying to go to God to get this thing to take it away. It says he went to God three times. God, please take this thing away from me. I don't want to deal with this thing. Please take it away from me. If Paul had gotten so frustrated with this, with this thorn in his side, and, and it's funny that that, that whatever this thing was. Had had to be great. Why am I saying that? Because we're talking about a man who had been through a whole lot of stuff. I'm talking about by this point, he writing this letter, Paul had done been shipwrecked, Paul had done been beaten with rods, Paul had done been stoned, Paul had done been through a whole lot of stuff. But yet, it was this one little thing that he kept going to God about. He didn't go to God about the shipwreck. He didn't go to God about the beat. He, he trusted God wholeheartedly. So much so he didn't even ask of God to do anything. Even, even, when, the, even when they got locked up, he, 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 just, he, he would pray out to God and things would just shift and happen. But this thorn, this frustration, what frustration are you dealing with that you done went to God repeatedly? And over and over and over and over and over and over again, and yet it's still there. See, the greatest frustrations in life are often unspoken. It's what you walk around with, but you don't want nobody to know that you're dealing with it. 
that you're dealing with. That's why a lot of pastors in churches, you see them fall because they don't want everybody to know that they're dealing with the thorn of temptation, that, that the thorn of lust is in their side. You know, they're they, they looking at the women in the church and seeing how they can get with them, even while they're in the pulpit. But they don't want nobody to know that, and so then they actually end up falling. Whereas if they let somebody know, somebody could probably help them pull that thorn out or help them to deal with it. But because we don't want to speak about it, because we don't want to talk about it, or you know, people who, who got financial problems, they don't want everybody to know that they really don't know how to handle their money. And they don't want nobody to know their business. I don't, I don't, you don't even know how much I make. I used to do financial uh, counseling back in the day. You know, people come to me and they, I say, the first thing I say, well, I need to know how much you make. I need to, I need to see your checks and stuff. Well, why do you need to know how much I make? Well, how am I going to set up a budget for you if I don't know what you make? I don't care what you make. It's just numbers to me, but I need to know. It's just certain things. I'm not asking you for no blood. I'm not asking you for your social security. No. I'm just asking you for how much do you make every two weeks. That's all. But see, because that, 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 that's exposing the thorn, the frustration, because they don't want people to realize or to know that they're not any good at handling their money. They're not any good at handling the temptation. They're not any good at, you know, they get depressed more often than people really know. They walk around smiling all the time, but not realizing that underneath all that is crying and frustration and depression. So they speak in code. How you doing? I'm tired. I'm going through right now. Oh, and then we make it real spiritual. I'm just, I'm just bearing my cross. I just got a cross to bear. Do not equate your frustration with the cross to bear, because those are two different things. Your cross to bear is basically giving up your life so that God can lead your life. That thorn and that frustration inside of you, that's that thing that you're frustrated with. Remember the same people in the same, I mean, two people in the same situation see things different. See, what's frustrating you might not again frustrate me. See, sometimes it's what we're not that makes us everything that we are. I say that again, sometimes it's what we're not that makes us everything we are. Not 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 having that 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 money that you need makes you hungry to go after it. And not not having that full relationship with God makes you hungry to so it develops in who you are. But see, we still have this little this little frustration. This little thorn, I hope it's in your mind right now, whatever it is, because we're going we gonna to show you how to release it in a second. But I'm just trying to stir that thing up because, see, the frustration thing is, is, is powerful. We got to let it go. Why, why is that? Let me, let me show you something. I'm going to make a plan. Come on, my little demo, man. You know you're my demo, man. Come on. I'm a, you going to be the thorn today. You're going to be my frustration. You, you, you stand over there. Just stand right here. Yeah, turn, turn sideways. There you go. You like that. Stand right there. Wait on See, sometimes I gotta take frustration, wait on. You just stand right there. I know you feel funny right now. So you gotta make your frustration feel funny sometimes, right? <laughs> see, cause what happens a lot of times, see, you, you, you see the frustration standing right there. You try not to look at it like I'm doing right now. I'm keeping my head down. I'm like, I, I, I don't wanna deal with this. I don't wanna deal with this frustration cause, cause I know it's right there. But then pretty soon, what ends up happening is you're trying to make progress in your life. I'm trying to get there, but every time I try to get there, I'm running into this frustration. I'm running into the frustration. So then I go to God, God, please take this thing away from me. I don't need this thing anymore. Please God, I'm trying to be depressed. I'm tired of being frustrated. God, take it away. Then I turn around. Oh my God, there you go again. God, please. I'm like, Paul, please 
please don't you understand? I, I, I'm going through this thing. I can't deal with this thing no more. Is it? Is it? Oh my God! It's still there. I, I thought you was gonna take it away. I'm tired of being a drug addict. I'm tired of being a hoe. I'm tired of being out there in the street. God, please take it. Oh my God! It's still there. What? What? Why are you still here? I'm trying to God. Then we say, God, I'm trying to go, but I can't go because you won't take this thing from me. So now we start blaming God. I'm trying to go, God. I'm trying to do what you tell me. But you got this thing standing in front of me. You got this thorn. It's always frustrating me. I can't get past my frustration. Mm -hmm. So I pray again. And I'm looking over my shoulder and I see it's there again. But see, what you got to do is people of God. Keep standing right there. I ain't finished with you. What you got to do is people of God. Remember I said you got to make friends with your frustration. Mm -hmm. Since your frustration won't be there anyway. Since your frustration ain't gonna go anywhere nowhere. Since your frustration is gonna stand right there. Like he owned that spot right there. Like, like that's his spot. He's your, he your bow guard. Since he's gonna do that anyway, then guess what you gotta do? Put your frustration to work. Here, hold it. Huh, hold it. Huh, you got something else here. Hold it. Put, put your frustration to work. What am I saying about it by putting your frustration to work? See, remember Paul said that this was a messenger from Satan. Right? That, but, but see, he said that, that that was given to him. So see, that key word right there is given. How many know that when something is given to you, that's more like a gift? See, what I mean by that? You, you know, if somebody gets shot, you don't, you, you don't go and say, I was given a shotgun wound. Amen. Because you don't think of that as a gift. Amen. you like, somebody shot me. <laughs> Amen. But Paul said, I was given this as a messenger from, uh, from Satan. But see, what you got to do is you got to put that frustration to work. Okay, so since you're here, do something for me. Show me what I'm supposed to really do. What am I supposed to get out of this situation? What am I supposed to You're here anyway. Teach me something. You're here anyway. Grow me. You're here anyway. Let me use you. Carry this thing while I'm trying to walk. You're here anyway. I got to figure out what you're here for. See, what we got to realize is even though it, it was a messenger from Satan, the message came from God. Yeah. Even though it was a messenger from Satan, thank you, bro. The, the message came from where? God. And we know that to be true because Paul at the end said what? He figured out. He said because his grace, his grace is sufficient. sufficient. It's sufficient. But you understand what I'm saying? You got to put that frustration to work. It's there for a reason. God, why is it here? Now, Paul said yes to keep you from being conceited, but at the same time, you got to realize that that, that that is bringing you a message. Mm -hmm. If you're frustrated on your job all the time with the people on your job, what is the message in that? What is it What is it really trying to say? Is it saying that you need to change the job or you need to change something about you? If you're frustrated in your marriage, what is it really saying? Is, it, is you're frustrated with the person you're married to or is it something that, that, that needs to change in you? Because sometimes that thorn in your side, it, it, it ain't got nothing to do with Nothing else out there is all about you. God is saying, I need your attention. I need to, I need you to get focused. What is it? What is it that, 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 that God that I need to get out of this message? I know that it came from Satan, God. I know that he bought the message, but he's just the messenger. So it don't matter about that because you know in the old days they killed a messenger anyway. So you can kill the messenger, but you gotta receive the message. Because he thorns, the thorns, the temptations, the hardships, 
the opposition, the rejection, the need that spells thorn. You know, I like the macronyms. The temptation. Some people are tempted, tempted by things and, you know, they're tempted by food, tempted by women, tempted by money, tempted by, by whatever. And, you know, then there's the hardships, the aches, you know, I'm going through these things. It's, it's so hard. I'm struggling. Every day is a struggle. Then the opposition, everybody against me, everybody hating on me. Don't nobody like me on my job. Don't nobody like me at church. Don't nobody like me nowhere. It might be the kids that come and denominate something about you, but I'm moving on. Then there's rejection. You know, we having a, a fear of rejection all the time. So that keeps us from doing a lot of things because we don't want to be rejected by nobody. And then there's the need. But see, God gives us those thorns. Why? Because the gifted stay grounded by the affliction. See, you may, you, you, you're extremely gifted. But God says that I have to keep you grounded. Because see, some of us, you know, we get big-headed. Like Paul said right there, he said, I, I could boast and I'd be telling the truth. But, but he said, I wouldn't be lying. But, but he said, this thorn, this thorn keeps me grounded. This thorn keeps me connected. This thorn, this thorn is, is life bringing the God message in a devilish situation. See, see the, 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 the God will use what the enemy meant for bad, and turn it for good. So yeah, he said, okay, since the devil going and coming to you anyway, let me send a little message with him. And since he gonna come to your doorstep anyway, let me use him like the UPS man. But see, what we end up doing is we keep on focusing on the enemy. We keep focusing on the frustration. We keep focusing on the situation and the consequence, but we don't focus on the message behind all of it. Because like they say inside of in the old Chinese proverb that, 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 that crisis is opportunity riding on a bad wind. Mm. Crisis is opportunity riding on a bad wind. Meaning, meaning just like when, when Sister Chanel talked about the storm when she read that scripture parcel where, where the storm was coming up over the boat and then Christ finally said what? Peace be still. Peace be still. He says, I know you're frustrated. See, I'm working the message in now. See, I told you I get to. He, said, he says, I know you're frustrated. I know you're upset. I know you're thinking this ain't going to end. And you, you turn around and I'm back there asleep because you know Christ will sleep on the boat. He said, and I can imagine they going back. Don't you see we're going to die? And they look at the storm again. Didn't you hear us the first time? and they go back again. Don't you see it's coming now for real? I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm not only frustrated with you, I'm frustrated with them. I'm frustrated with them. I'm frustrated with God. I'm, I'm frustrated. Don't you hear me? And Christ get up and say, peace. Be still. But guess what? I always say, I don't think he was talking to the storm. Thank you. He was talking to the disciples. You know why I think that? Because at the end, he says he, he, he questions their belief. He questions their belief. It ain't got nothing to do with the storm. It ain't. That's just there to pull something out of you. That's just there to make you into something that you don't even think you can be. That's all your frustration is there for. That's why you become friends with it. You say, "Hey, okay, you gonna be here? How you doing? What's your name? Give me a name. What's your name? Okay, you frustration? Oh, you depression? Good to meet you. But guess what? We ain't gonna be friends too long. But while you're here, you gonna do something funny. Oh, you you bad bills and I can't handle money. How you doing? Nice to meet you. We ain't gonna be friends. Too 
too long, but guess what? While you're here, you're going to show me something. You're going to do something for me because I'm going to get some grace out of this thing because it's going to be sufficient enough for me to get past. I don't care how long you stay, but guess what? When it's time to go, you're going to get your stuff and go. Short time. This is a short-term situation going on. We're not going to be married for too long, amen? And there's a prenup already signed that we're going to be breaking up in, in a little while. But while you're here, I'm going to use you. Amen. I'm going to use you. All right, all right, okay. And some people say, well, you know what? I, don't, I, I still ain't with that, Pastor. You talking about being frustrated and being friends with frustration. See, don't get me wrong. Now, talking about being friends with your sin. Yeah, that's different. Don't walk out of your sin, Pastor said, it's okay to be sin, living in your sin, because some of our frustrations is our sin. Now, if that's your frustration, then guess what? You, you need to get yourself cleansed. You need to get yourself delivered. You need to get yourself set free. I'm not talking about making friends with your sin. See, you frustrated because you fornicate. No, that, 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 that's a sin. You fornicate. You're sleeping, you're sleeping outside of the covenant of marriage. So, yeah, you're going to pick up those soul ties. It's going to frustrate you. That, this, that, ain't, that ain't what this message is about. You know, tell somebody, that ain't what he talking about. Yeah, I ain't talking about that. You know, don't walk out here saying the pastor said it's okay to live in That ain't what I said at all. Amen. That is not what this message is about. I'm talking about the frustration that you that you really did. The ones that keep you up at night. The, the, that depression that we face. That 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 that, that the, 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 the the, the, the frustration of, of not having enough, the frustration of raising the children and they rebelling, the frustration of the, the, the stuff that you just can't seem to get away. It's been years and you've been praying. I remember when I used to be out there in the streets and I was smoking my weed and doing all that. Even then I had gotten frustrated with getting high, but it seemed like I couldn't let it go. And I was like Paul and I would pray to God, like, God, please, can you take this thing from me? Even while I'm smoking, I'm praying, talking about, God, can you take this thing? And I know that's counter to it then. But see, it was something down in me. It was in me to know that even in the midst of him acting a fool, I'm still going to let the Spirit of God flow out of his mouth. And I'll be like, God, take this thing from me because I'm tired. I got my chest hurting. I'm coughing. But I do like to get high because you got to admit the truth. You, I do like it. But, but God, I, I want you to take it away because it's blocking me. I'm trying to go here, but I can't get that because that thing don't post it up and it's done took a post in my life. But then it comes down to where, okay, what's the message it's trying to give you? What's the, what's the message? And I had to realize that the message that it was giving me is that I was self-medicating myself. And I was self-medicating myself. Why? Because there were some things that I was depressed about. Well, I was depressed about some things. Why? Because there were some things in my life that wasn't lining up the way I wanted to. Well, they weren't lining up the way I wanted to. Why? Because I wasn't planning them properly. Things I was just letting life happen to me instead of making it. See, so you start connecting the dots. It, it, it manifested as me smoking weed. But see, when you start digging down, you know, because sometimes that thorn is deep down in there. Remember how your mama used to do take that safety pin and light that fire? And then she got Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. See, there's a reason why you take that safety pin and light the fire, because it was it was to do what it was to it was to sanitize that thing. And then she take it and she dig in there and get that little splinter out. But see, that's what God is trying to tell us to do with that frustration. You gotta light that fire to the safety pin. Well, what's the safety pin? The fire is the Holy Spirit. That safety pin is the sword of the word. He said, So you take the Holy Spirit and you take the word of God and you dig down in that flesh. You dig down in that thing. Yeah, you might bleed a little bit. 
bit. It's going to hurt a little bit, but that thing going to come up out of you. That frustration going to come up out of you, but you got to be willing to dig. You got to be willing to go through the uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable anyway. You're frustrated anyway. What's a little more pain? Yes, Lord. To get to the end. Yeah. Thank you, God. Work it, baby. That's, that's some good stuff. Good stuff. What's the end? Some people say, well, that ain't me. I ain't frustrated about nothing. Again, you're lying. But guess what? Jesus Jesus did the same thing. He, he had a Paul situation. Look, look. Turn quickly to Matthew chapter 26. Since, since y'all so holy, you know, if Jesus was frustrated, then I guess what that means? You, you, everybody can get frustrated. Matthew 26. Cause you know, sometimes we, we can get that whole, I know ain't nobody in here, you know, but I'll be recording, so I had to talk to the people who recorded, who listening to, because some of them might think they too holy, you know, who pick it up. And I just want everybody to know you ain't that holy. Thank you. And I'm not saying that because I think I am, because I know I ain't, amen? I, I am more than a work in progress. You can ask my wife, amen? But it's all good, amen? Because she's going to stand with the work till it's done, amen? All right. In Jesus' name. Yes, you Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look to the hills, what's coming, my help. Keep looking, sorry. Keep looking. And don't think it's going to take walk over here, too. Two strong wheel folks come together. Lord have mercy. That's how you know it's a God. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 26, verse 36. It says, then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here. Come sit. Sit down. Sit here. <laughs> That's an inside joke. I had to do that. Sit here while I go over, go over there and pray. I promise I'm still under the north, and I promise. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Ain't that frustration? Yes, that 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 sounds like the definition of frustration to me. He says, "My soul is very sorrowful, even to death." He says, "Remain here. Help me preach, it, baby girl." He said, "Remain here and watch with me." And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, "My Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. If it's possible, take this thorn out of my side." If it's possible, I don't want to deal with what I got to get ready to go through. I know what it's going through. I know I'm going to get 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 on that cross for people who gonna reject me two thousand and three thousand years later. I, I know what I'm have to go through for people who ain't even gonna care about what I'm doing. I know I'm gonna have to go through something for something. I'm gonna have to pay it all for people who ain't even care what I paid for. Please take this thing from me. Then he said, but nevertheless. Not as I will, but as you will. As you will. <laughs> then in verse 4 it says, And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. So you got to be careful who you hang with, boy. They supposed to be watching and they sleeping. And he said to Peter, So you cannot watch with me one hour. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Verse 42, Again, for the second time he went away and prayed, My father... 
if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. He's still saying, hey, I, I don't want to do this, but it's just your will. God, I, I need this frustration out of my life, but, 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 but if it's your will, then I guess I'll drink this cup. I, I guess I'll become friends with this thing. I, I guess I'll figure out what the message is that you're trying to get through this thing. Because right now, I don't understand. But your will be done. And then in verse 43, and again he came and found them sleeping for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed. See, that's the third time. I'm pause three times. He went away and prayed for a third time, saying the same words again. Again. So if Christ had a thorn and was getting frustrated, what makes us any better? I know you don't want to tell nobody what your frustration is. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to have, have you stand up and say what your frustration is. You know, it ain't a call out service. It ain't like that. Because if I really want to know, I can really ask God to prophetically help me know. But, but I, I ain't even that concerned about what your frustration is. It don't really matter to me because you're one who's dealing with it. Amen. I don't really have to deal with it, but I'm trying to show because I got my own to deal with. So I'm just trying to help us see that there's a way out of this thing. While it's there, you use it to see what the message is behind it. What are, what are you here for? What are you here for? Because there must be something that you are here for. See, some, sometimes God will even send people as thorns in your side. And, they, and they'll grind on you. And they'll screw on you. And they'll twist you. But see, sometimes all God is saying is I'm letting them grind you because there's some stuff on you that I need to shave off. I'm, let, I'm, letting, them, I'm letting them twist and turn you because I'm trying to dig you and ground you down a little more. See, I'm going to let them afflict you just a little bit because it's something I'm trying to get out of you. I'm going to let them press you because there's some oil I'm trying to get out of you. That's the only way you get the anointed oil out of the out of the olive is by the press. So yeah, that person around you, they pressing you. They frustrating you. They digging into you. But all you got to do is turn and say, what are you here for? What is your purpose? Yes, yes. And so Christ had the same thing. It says that he even, in other other, other gospels, it says that, that he started even his uh, Sweating that it turned to drops of blood, and they've proven over the years scientifically that that under 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 extreme duress, yes. that 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 your capillaries in your skin they actually bust, and the blood will seep through your skin. But they say the reason why we don't see it because most people have never experienced that much duress, that much frustration. But that's how frustrated Christ was. He was that frustrated. And I, I like to think, you know, this ain't got to do with the Bible, it's just me, but I'd like to think he was frustrated because he know how, how stupid we were still going to be. Yes. He, he knew how yes. he knew how, how he was giving something a prize or possession or promise, and yet we were still going to be like, well, God, I don't know what we're going to do. God, how you going to figure this out? God, I don't know how I'm going to get out of here. I haven't been through this before. And, and he, he just knew you were going to be dealing with a bunch of old sissified punk Christians who were too too weak to just stand up to, to, the, to the enemy and say, I got a God who stood on the cross and a God who resurrected to give me all his power. So Christ stayed on the cross even after his frustration. But now here's the thing that we're going to connect all the dots with. Here he go. When he went to the cross when he went to the cross they did all the little stuff. We know the story. You know, Easter coming up, you'll be able to see all the story and all that, you know. You know how they do. They like to bring it out at Easter time, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. They got to do it. Just, right. Just like they bring out MLK during February, you know. You, 
you know, we only blame one time a year, but it's all good, you know. You may be. And so Christ goes to the cross, and they, you know, they strip him of his robe. You know, they, they do all this stuff to him. But what is it that they place on his head? A crown of what? A, a, a crown of what? A crown of thorns on his head. So in his mind, he had all of our frustrations. All of our thorns was in his head. He said, I got my mind on your frustration. I got my mind on what you're going through. I got my mind on what you're feeling. I got my mind on what's holding you back. I got my mind on what's frustrating you. I got my mind on what's depressing you. I got my mind on what's twisting and turning you. I got my mind on what's giving you hardship. I got my mind on what's giving you opposition. I got my mind on what's giving you, giving you rejection. I got my mind on what's tempting you. I got my mind on all your frustrations. A crown of thorns. But then what happened? So I'm gonna tell you now, we're gonna let the frustration go right here. After you done made friends with it, you done you done figured out what it's there for, now send it on its way after you do that. But it's a process now, it's a process. Because the thorns went into his head, and now blood starts to flow. And it flows down his head, down his body, to his feet. And it drops down on Golgotha or Mount Calvary for the Baptist folks. <laughs> and God says, now the blood has cleansed the skull because that's what, Go that's what Golgotha means is, is the skull. So when his blood dripped from his crown, from his head, down to his feet, he's saying that he said that that, that that my mind that was on your frustrations, now I'm gonna allow, I'm gonna allow my blood to cleanse those things away from your mind. Your my blood will cleanse, my blood will redeem. I have paid it all. Your frustrations. That's why I worked so hard to get that song, because I knew that the song you paid it all, cause I cause I knew what my message was gonna be. And, and I'm like, see that it, it all connects the dots because cause God said I, I paid it all. Your frustrations, your frustrations have been cleansed in the blood, your frustrations have been redeemed in the blood. You just gotta connect to the redemption, you just gotta connect to the cleansing. You got to take that thing and you got to lay it at the altar. So when you when you get finished doing dealing with it, stand up for them. How you doing? This, this is the process. How you doing? What you here for? I don't like you but you here. Okay, what's the message? Your, your message to me is that God is get grace is sufficient enough for me? Or your message is that God is a provider? Or your message is that God is a healer? Okay, nice to meet you. Come walk. I'm coming this way. Okay, it's been nice knowing you but I got some places I got to go. So you stay right here because the blood has washed and kept you clean. I'm ready to go. It's time to separate. I leave God, I leave that frustration at the altar. So when you leave it at the altar, the A-L-T-A-R, then your life can be altered. A-L-T-E-R. Thank you, sir. Amen. Leave that frustration. Leave that frustration. 
leave that frustration. See, greatness, it comes through frustration. See, it was, it was the pain that Christ went through that allowed the glory of God to be revealed. See, that pain that you're going through right now, it just might be that right on the other side of that is the glory of God trying to get through, through your life so that people can see. Yeah. And they be like, wow, I know what they went through. I know what they was going through. I know what it felt like. But God, but God, but God. See, the only way to greatness is through frustration. The people who, people, you know why the only way to greatness is through frustration? Because, see, when you're frustrated, you don't become complacent. Now, that's true. Gotta move. Pain is the precursor to change. If it hurt enough, you're going to finally go. Just like me, you know, we don't go to the doctor unless it hurt. Now, when it start hurting enough, then we go. Pain is the precursor to change. Greatness comes through frustration. Anything that you're trying to grow is going to cause you frustration. You're trying to grow a business, you're going to be frustrated. You're trying to grow a family, you're going to be frustrated. You're trying to grow a marriage, you're going to be frustrated. You're trying to grow a ministry, Lord have mercy, you're going to be frustrated. Take my moment there. Yeah, <laughs> Woo. Okay. <laughs> Relax, relate, release. But see, our normal pattern that we do is we, we feel frustration, we fight frustration, and then we flee. We see that frustration sitting there, and then we want to fight it. See, that's a big dude. I ain't trying to fight him. I, I might have something else for him, but I ain't trying to fight him. Amen. <laughs> And that's what happens a lot of times with frustration. We try to fight that thing and it, it whoop our butt. And so then we flee. But what do I mean by that? You know, it's like a job. You get frustrated on that job and you try to fight everybody on the job and so then you just leave and you go to the next job and then you try to get frustrated over there and you fight everybody on that and you leave. Or, you know, marriages is the same. Or even, guess what, churches is the same. You get frustrated over here. Well, they don't say it like I want to. They don't do the song I want. The pastor don't say this. He don't do it. He don't shake my hand. And you get frustrated and you go over here. But guess what? Wherever you go, you are. You can't get away from yourself. That thorn is walking with you. Gonna be everywhere you go. So you might as well go ahead and deal with it. Push through the frustration and find out what's on the other side. Press through and find out what's on the other side. See, the frustration might just mean you need to focus. You need to adjust. That might be God saying, you know what? You need to focus on me a little bit more. See, because the thorn will get you to the throne. The thorn will make you go to the throne. Paul went to that. He might not pray as much as he prayed for this thorn. It say three times in the scripture, but we don't know how many times he really went. That's just what he rolled down. But see, because the thorn will get you to the throne. Amen? God said, oh, you won't come to me any other kind of way? Guess what? I don't put a little thorn on you and see that's how he did me or you won't come to me in the old kind of way okay let me let me let me allow he don't he don't make stuff happen but he allows what the enemy is trying to do to come on in or you don't want to get oh, I can't get your attention in another kind of way okay well let the messenger of Satan come with with cancer but inside of that message uh, inside of that messenger it is the message of humility because you need to be humble a little bit because you think you more than what you are inside of that is you need to reconnect to me a a little bit more because you you all out there and being wild and rebellious. See that there's something inside of the devilish things that the devil try to do. You just gotta open it up and say, what are you here for? Learn how to handle it. It'll show you show you how what's what's not working anymore. You you learn how to handle that frustration and that thorn just just falls out. 
See, the devil delivers the package, but God packages the contents. You got to give your adversity you, an assignment. Yeah. Give your adversity an assignment. Give your adversity, your frustration, your situations an assignment. The thorn is meant to take you to the throne. The thorn is meant to take you to the throne. You go to the throne of God and you say, God, show me. Show me why this thing won't leave me. Show me why I have to keep dealing with this temptation. I, I don't want to be tempted by that no more, God. I don't want this in my life, but, but I'm still tempted. I'm being honest with myself because I know you already know. But God, show me. What is it here for? Is it because I'm, is it because I'm, Conceited? Is it because I'm prideful? Is, is it because I need to focus on you? What, what is it here for? Is it because of the wrong people around me? What is it here for? What is it here for? I, I, since it's here, I'm going to make friends with it. Do, do we get that now? Do, do you understand what I meant at the beginning when I said we're going to make friends with the frustration? But it's only just so you can get to know it, get to figure it out, get to see what it's really about. Because as long as you kind of keep it out there, you know, you can lie to yourself because you ain't really knowing what it is. You ain't really, you ain't really dealing with it. And it's the things not dealt with that will destroy you. You got to deal with it. Amen. Amen. You got to deal with it. Amen. Amen. Deal with that thing. Amen. Deal with it. Whatever you got that's frustrating you, deal with it. Get to know it. Figure it out. Say, what are you here for? I'm going to use it so you might as well give up your name. Give up what you're here for. Give up your purpose. Give up your reason for existing in my life. Why are you here? And we got a God that will help you figure that all out. And then when he helps you figure it out, then he uses it and you grow and then it falls out. It falls out. But then another thorn might come. Because see, we gotta realize we're running through sticker brow bushes. That's right. <laughs> and you're gonna pick it, and you're gonna pick up some thorns here once in a while. As long as you're in this world, you're in a world of briars. Amen. Remember what he said to, to Adam? He said that he said you should work and toil in the thorns and thistle. You see that? So they're gonna always be around, so you might well figure out how to use them. Amen.